0: Every three seconds, there's a new victim of identity theft. A criminal could be applying for loans in your name or even selling your personal info on the dark web. Protecting your identity can be easy with LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock monitors your info and alerts you to potential identity threats. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but with LifeLock, it's easy to help protect yourself. Save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hello there. I'm sorry I'm turning down the music a little earlier because I had dead air in the beginning. And you know me, I'm not going to edit it, any of it out. This is Jim the Keys Bartender coming to you from Key Largo. It is two days before Thanksgiving. I didn't have to check it. Yesterday, I had a crown, some crown work done on, not crayon, crown on my rear. Right, rear, lower, molar. Rear, lower... Uh, I guess I don't have to say molar. I don't have to say rear because molars are in the rear, right? At least for us humans. And man... I don't know if my pain resistance is dropping or something like that. But, I mean... I wasn't screaming, but I was cringing. And I had a couple shots of me. And the shots made me cringe too. So... uh, it was good work, though. They got it in. They, uh, they it, w- it was uh, just a mold. They were taking a mold of the inside to see if the cap would take. And I guess the outside. I don't know how they got the outside if the tooth cracked. I did have it, though. I did have part of it. I don't know if they used the original one I had from nine years ago. It's a long story. It's a stupid story. Why the hell should I be talking about it? You're right, Jim. Move the fuck on. I get it. I get it. You're about it. Either. So I had that done yesterday. Um, this, I did. Once I, I got into work, I was still kind of. Uh, it was about two hours before I needed to go into work. And I still had a problem with the uh, droopy, droopy lip. I didn't worry about that ego wise. It was drinking coffee. That's why I wear black all the time. Black T-shirt because I'm you don't have to worry about getting stains on it unless it's like whipped cream or or flour so yeah I'm doing a, I look like an idiot I'm drinking coffee strolling down my mouth I just go I just go ahead and go to work I don't worry about it so I get tourists coming in it's kind of I told you this time of year right before Thanksgiving we do get people we do get a lot we we're getting a lot of Europeans now that the um, Restrictions are lifted. The travel restrictions for Europeans. So we're getting those. We see them. You hear them. Usually couples. You don't see the big groups. Because I guess it's bigger. You know, it takes a little longer time to organize a bigger group. But you see a lot of them in twos and ones. People that just need to get out and go somewhere. And they're arriving here right now. Right when... It was just beautiful today. It was nice and dry. I actually have all the windows open. I was able to, you know, do my morning routine where I go down to the gym, work out for a while, come back, mow the lawn, wash my car. And here I am doing a podcast. It's all before 12 o'clock. So on my day off, I just want to get that done so I can just... I I normally try to goof off a little rest of the day, you know, probably take a nap because I didn't sleep. Yeah, I know, I'm getting older. I'm taking a nap in the middle of the fucking day. You believe it? Well... These people that are coming in, especially when you have Europeans come in. They're looking around. They see this. uh, We have a couple brews, and I don't want to advertise them because I don't have any deals with them right now. Sometimes they are local brews that have the name of the Keys in it or a name of a city in the Keys. There's a brewery called that. There's two breweries named the two cities in the Keys. And people ask me, is this is that local? I'm going to try local. And I say, you know what? It could be. Because I didn't learn much. I don't talk to the people. But everyone tells me, you know, you get people coming up from ri- rival breweries and say, hey, that one, the one that has the name of the big city in the Keys, um, that's made in Melbourne, Florida. In Melbourne, Florida is like 400 miles north of here. Which isn't really local, is it? If you're trying to support the local thing, but you know, it's I'm not either neither here nor there for that. They use the name, and people think it's local, and they'll drink it like that. So, and as well goes the other one. This other one was originally made, and both of them were originally made in Keys, and now it's brewed out where uh, elsewhere. Because brewing in this neck of the woods, when you don't have. There's no local water. It's all shipped in from the mainland. you got to be really careful with that, right? People pride themselves at their source, their water source for brewing. And so when it comes to these local beers, there's so many more. There are so many more than I remember when I first started coming of age and I started drinking. I mean, you had the big, you had Bud Light, Miller Light, Michelob, there was no Michelob Ultra. There's uh, a couple years after, maybe five years after Miller Lite came out, you had you had other ones come along: Bud Light, Coors Light, right? And then uh, you don't even see Michelob Light anymore. Really, there is a Michelob Light, but it sells much less, so you you rarely ever see Michelob anymore. Now it's Michelob Ultra, Ultra Light. It's weird about that. It used to be a lot of Amstel light out there. Um, I think there's still Amstel light. But before, in the the early 80s, it was just Amstel. And they're all big names. They're from some places. They start, some places where they start growing, they get burgeoning. I remember like Stroh's came out. They started getting better. But then something always happens to these companies where they kind of track. There used to be so many of these old crappy beer companies and some people may say, hey, I like Schlitz I like Schmitz or I like the Ortlieb's or Carling Black Label. I think they, they may may or may not still around Pabst Blue Ribbon's still around and people pride themselves on selling do- dollar 16 ounce cans which doesn't, when you sell a large quantity of anything for a cheap price, it doesn't bespeak its quality or excellence. So, but then again, just because something's high priced doesn't mean it's necessarily that good. So, take either one. I know, I just said, I just straddled the fence on that. Up until that time I'm drinking, the boost in these is IPAs, I think. People are getting IPAs and uh, they're looking at them more because I guess there's people that want to kind of get uh, they like the hoppiness of it. They like the hops. The taste that comes from the IPAs. And you get accustomed to it. It's like a good coffee. The wife and I ruined our palate for shitty coffee. I'm drinking coffee right now. And there's one from a... Uh, I don't even want to say which it is, but it's well-known. It's an upgraded coffee, and we're drinking it, and it tastes like the other well-known coffee that's not one of the coffee shops or donut shops. It tastes just like, let's say, Maxwell House, which isn't a bad coffee, but it certainly isn't that good. We don't we used, I used to buy it all the time. I used to have at least 15 bricks of it. When I say brick, it's a vacuum-packed 10-ounce 10, 10 ground coffee. And this way, I would just open one up and wait for it to go for two for one. And always drink a Maxwell House. And then I started messing around with better coffee. Better coffee. You know, coffee that costs $9, 10 $11 for 10-ounce ground coffee. Maybe I know, and some of you out there may go, well, my coffee costs 20 Okay, so what? That's what, you know, we're getting used to. But we still wait for those higher-end ones to get like a couple dollars off. We'll buy those. And you think about it. You know, you get 10 ounce. If, if it costs 10, 11, 12 dollars. If you drink all your coffee, you don't throw any out. You don't waste it. It's just, what's the point? You'll go to Starbucks and pay, you know, five, six dollars. Seven dollars for one cup. Now at least you can get like you can go through ten. Ten pots. Ten pots and then what's that? hundred and twenty dollars. It's ten percent. Let's say ten percent. I'll be I'll be conservative. It's ten percent for that coffee. Why not buy the good coffee? Why not better coffee? People say it doesn't make any difference. Well then don't buy I mean I've I've drank some old shitty coffee before. But now I'm kind of, when I'm home, I don't like having old shit. I only like good coffee. Mm. Turn into a coffee snob, I realize that. So people are becoming more beer snobs. IPAs. Got people coming. You got an IPA? Oh, I'll, I'll try that IPA. You know, there's all we had. We now we have two IPA. We used to have one IPA. We have two. There's other places you go. They may have a nice selection of you know. 10, 12 IPAs, and one of the big features of IPAs, and I may have mentioned this in a, a couple of years ago, was it's called an IPA. It's the initials for Indian Pale Ale, or India Pale Ale. So, at one point in the in history, the British Empire, there was a said the sun never sat on the. British Empire. I mean, the sun never sets on the British Empire. meaning mean, there's always a territory where it's in the daylight. Sun never sets on the British Empire. Well, they had a far-flung, uh, you know, trading and, and interest in India, and they had at one point had upwards of a hundred thousand British there, and. That's a lot for a trading post, if you think about it, when you have people. And they, in order to get, um, they want to get local brew, they, they didn't have any local brew. They're not, they're not used to setting up shots, setting up their own breweries. It wasn't dense enough like they did in Australia. So what they did is they have to ship their beer from the British Isles. Do, bring beer, it was bad. Beer goes bad. It only lasts a certain time, especially through that area that they're going through. They're going, they got to, There was no. Uh, there was no Suez Canal at that time. They had to go all around, all the way around the tip of South Africa for a shipment, or do a transshipment point from uh, the Mediterranean across the peninsula, Sinai Peninsula, and go out the, uh, through the Red Sea. But a lot of times those ships just continue on. And what would happen initially, they realized they couldn't take beer on the long because it used to turn sour. And an IPA had a higher alcohol content. And that higher al- alcohol content kept the beer from turning sour. Hence the Indian Pale Ale. So you get it anywhere from 5.5%, and we're talking about ABW. Alcohol by weight, not by volume. I think that's whatever the one is. Just, I think that Americans do. I, I get this screwed up either by volume by weight. I think Americans do it an ABW, and every a lot of other people do a ABV, which is alcohol by volume. Either way, IPA is a lot stronger. So they go in anywhere from twenty percent to over. I mean, you get some ten. 11, 12 beers. I mean, 12% beers. 12%. That's like three and a half times. And there's probably higher ones out there. I'm sure there are. But I'm talking about general consumption. So one time I'm at my brother's house and before I knew there was such a thing as IPAs or anything like that, I, I liked it. There was one beer... Uh, I don't know if it's around anymore. I don't want to say its name, but I started drinking it. He said, yeah, help yourself to it. And I had about four or five of them. I was thirsty, so I think I made down two of them real clean in about 15 minutes. And then over the next 45 minutes, drank two more. So there was four beers in an hour. My brother said, how many did you have? And I told him, I said, he said, four beers? You had four beers in an hour? How'd you do it? I said, well, the first two went down real easy. And then... You know, about 20 minutes each one after that. He goes, well, I think in about 45 minutes you're going to really feel it. And he says, because there's about two and a half times the amount of alcohol in that. So that's like you drank 10. So it's, okay, so 10, that's drinking 10 Budweiser's in one hour. Without having to run to the bathroom or anything like that. When I say run to the bathroom, run to the bathroom to pee. So that was my introduction to IPAs. And I found out afterwards, yeah, you only need like two or three of those to really feel it. I can't do that anymore, obviously. We've been over this. I can't, I just, I have, I've made the decision not, not to consume it. But I still serve it. So when someone asks for a local beer... I'll just point those out. And I said, this one has this name, this one has that one. And that's the choice. And I said, this other one is from Tampa, and this other one's from maybe from Gainesville. And if they ask me further, so where is this one? And so when they have the real local, there is one particular one that's made in the area. They don't advertise me with either. So I'm not going to pitch it on this show. And it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But uh, I. I have to say, when people say, well, I just want something real like," I say, well, unfortunately, none of these are local. The most local thing you'll get is probably me making something with constituent parts from here, and that's local. Maybe if someone comes in with a key lime tree, we can squeeze some key lime and stuff. But there's not local. And there was a story, as soon as I came down here, about 10 years ago in the New York Times, and they featured an article in the national edition that had Key Largo in it. And locally sourced is not always local. And what happened was a local fisheries uh, was selling fish, and they weren't doing it deceptively. They just would say it's local to the restaurants because the people bought it from a company, a fishing company supply company here in the Keys. So it is locally supplied, not locally caught. Locally caught caught is a specific term. Locally sourced, that means so you could get produce, all this stuff where people talk about locally sourced things. The spirit of it was to support local businesses the, you know directly impact and you know gave you more control over the end products whether you want to uh, tout the virtues of its uh, purity of you know process whatever they made it or whatever if they say that everything's locally sourced terminology in there just that just means that it could have been distributed by a local company and they did that with Mahi I think it was mahi at the time, or hogfish. And he said it was caught in Ecuador. And, you know, there's all sorts of things people say to to get around that. They're called fresh fish. We call it fresh fish because that means it's never been frozen. Okay, that's significant. People automatically tie to things, oh, fresh fish, fresh fish. Yeah, it's from... It's from caught off the coast of Ecuador. And there's some fish that aren't in season. People know right away, well, hogfish isn't in season. There's no way you have hogfish. Don't we? No, we, hogfish comes from someplace else. Locally sourced. Fresh fish, not frozen. Now, then there's people who come and say, frozen is not necessarily the worst thing. It doesn't necessarily. depends on how, how they freeze it. You know, because when freezing occurs, the freezing process so does something or it does do something, it physically changes the alignment of the molecules to make them turn into crystalline structures. And the crystalline structures destroy cells. I know enough about that. I remember I talked about cryogenics that that's what they're worried about when you are freezing someone. Here it's the act of freezing is destroying the flesh. It's always changes. Uh, Even though it produces, it's a preservative act to freeze something, it's also an act of destruction. If you heard a couple times in previous podcasts, we talked about the uh, lionfish. That's locally sourced. It's an invasive species from the Indo-Pacific area. And it has a a poison that's uh, neurotoxin. Causes a lot of pain now it could keep with anaphylactic shock, but it's, it's just a bad sting and it's in the barbs of its along its uh, dorsal region and the bottom sides coming out. So they got these spikes coming out, and I think, or is it mainly just in the back? But they got these iron, uh, iron spikes, they got these spikes, poisonous spikes, and in order to denature them. You have to uh, cool it down, and the act of cooling does change the molecular. It denatures the poison, and after that point, you can do what anything you take it after you had something frozen or brought down to enough temperature. It cha- it changes the nature of the poison. So chilling things do change it. It happens with starches and all those things. But I'm not talking about that necessarily. I'm just saying locally sourced. When you when you're asking for a beer or fish, or whatever, locally sourced, locally produced. That's a tricky one, too, because produced, that could be where the butcher shop is. Right? So all these things. When um, Think about your eggs. Cage-free eggs. You think, wow, cage-free eggs, these chickens are running around. You know? Free-range chickens. Free range means you'll just let them run around. See, cage free just means they're not enclosed in a cage or a big enclosure, but there could be like tens of thousands of chickens right there. They're still cramped in. And it's a little different for uh, free range. Free range could give them a little more room, but it's still pretty close. You don't don't have someone that has an egg farm where they give every chicken a quarter acre. No, no, they'll, they'll have a substantial amount of chickens in one area. So, be careful what you're getting and what you're saying. And it's not always, it's just like when you go on a trip. I swear to God, every time I go to a hotel, you know the pictures. There's, depending on how much they spent on marketing material for the pictures. Just think about how someone, think of a McDonald's hamburger. How it looks in the advertisement and then order one from McDonald's and compare the two Compare to look at the one, look at the Big Mac and buy a Big Mac. See what it is. I know it's a costly thing. Well, I mean, looking doesn't cost anything, but it doesn't look the same. Same thing as hotel rooms, Tinder, any of the dating apps. You know, you're going, they're showing their best picture. There's some people that aren't socially adept. Some people that are saying, you know what? I'm not going to touch up my pictures. This is me pretty much. Perfect. Without makeup. Perfect. I don't mean saying I'm perfect. I'm saying I'm perfectly free of makeup. Or filters. It's like my eyes are filters now because I'm getting older. My eyes are getting kind of like bad. So they're kind of like filters. I'm looking at something. Oh my God, that person is beautiful. So oh, that's my filter. Now everyone's on the filter now. For at least where I, I come in. Let so me change subject to local and stuff like that. a little happier thing, little Romeo. Little Romeo. I was gonna. Did I put that in there? I wanted to make that little Romeo the name of it. That that was not the name of the show though, is it? Little Romeo. Little Romeo sounds like a cockfighting a chicken using cockfights. Little Jerry, Little Romeo, or some Italian guy from South Philly's uh, son, three-year-old son. He's going to be a girly man. He's going to be a ladies' man. Girly man, that was my nickname. So, Little Romeo. And that's what I would call these guys that come in. They're, they're married guys sometimes. You see them every so often. They're not, I don't have regulars like it, but they come in and their wife goes away or their wife's not in the area. And you see them acting. Uh, supposedly, you see the women that know them who may or may not work with, you know, or just locals and say, oh my God, that's the reason why he's this way is because his wife's not around. Hmm. Right? But I know one constant, it happens when there's liquor present. And I know I had that too. Because we all know liquor kind of loosens up apprehension. And there's always a desire for some guys and women to get a little strange. When you know it's strange, when you need different little variety. Even though normally... People will say, "No, I wouldn't do that." I know in my head, if I did do something like that, I feel guilty about it, and I really wouldn't enjoy it in the long run, or I might enjoy it in the long run, but just not in the cards. I think that's the way thing when you're when you're sober. People that decide to do that at work or decide to do it when you're at a work party or something like that. But in a bar, you see it, and I appreciate it. When I say appreciate it, I don't accept it because. I used to do that. Your inhibitions drop, stuff like that. You're attracted to someone. You kind of forget. Your brain manufactures something in your head, kind of like the opposite of it. Kind, it is cognitive uh, cognitive distortion. That's the term for it. Cognitive distortion. Your brain causes that. You start putting your frontal and that's the sizing with the alcohol, your limbic system, your limbic system, your medulla, your sex drive, and all that stuff in the back, lower part, that's, that's in there, that's getting kicked into overdrive. Your brain's manufacturing, I think, well, she doesn't really understand me, and you know, I, this girl, she thinks, she gets me, this girl gets me, and I think, I deserve this, blah, 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 blah. And you'll, little Romeo, you don't even hear this. You don't even hear these voices going. It's just going on, and you're just walking over to talk to someone. Or they're talking to you. And then all of a sudden, you're flirting. Now, nowadays, a lot of girls call out guys doing that, which I think is great. Because unhindered, you know, some people just behave badly. Some guys don't drink that often and they just are caught off guard. I've seen it. I've been on business trips with guys years ago. They rarely drink. And they're really good they don't talk about other women, blah, 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 blah. And holy shit, you get a couple drinks in them, they're talking to, they're staying at night. I won't get any specific details, but I've seen it happen. And a lot of times when I, I used to think it was... I knew it wasn't just only me. Otherwise, when I wouldn't have written books and stories about it. Guys screwing around. Guys and girls f- fucking around. Takes two to tango. I don't blame anyone more than the other. Uh, well, some of the guys, you know, if you're lying about your, your relationship status and all that stuff, then it's mainly your thing. But there's some people that know when they know someone is... Is taken, and they may have been susceptible to their lies and saying, listen, us oh, know this this person doesn't understand them." So, uh, cognitive distortion rules its, raises its ugly head and tells you, "Yes, you should be doing this," especially when you're drinking. You get people; some people have this thing that goes on when they're not drinking, but I think you have more accessibility to different parts of your brain when you're not under influence. They so got to be really careful about that, but it just runs in so many, when someone, people say like that, yeah, hey, it's got a little Romeo central syndrome. And the reason I like to say little Romeo is because there was a guy, Father Ira, when I was going to Catholic boys school in Archbishop, Ryan, and he was the, uh, library, uh, Monitor with some none, and they were both mean, they're old. And they, I guess, they put them into that position because you wouldn't want them to just be teaching kids, either they're too mean or just too something. But Father Ira, he was no, they were there to separate the schools, were right up against each other, we were joined in the center. One side was girls, one side with guys. There was an iron gate on the on the different levels, except for the library. The library was a shared resource. And you'd walk by girls and stuff like that. And you'd get to talk to them and say, hey, how you doing? And stuff like that. And Father Ira would catch you and go, yo, yo, Romeo. Yo, Romeo. You in the brown shirt. That's it. You in the shirt. We used to joke about that. The nun would yell at us, too. It was most likely I don't know if I ever hit people back then. I mean you always see that about and but I think I was right at the end of the the time where these some of these uh, uh, priests and brothers and sisters would hit. When I was a little kid they did still hit. I remember that the nuns were they didn't really dissuade them from hitting the kids in the 70s. I think maybe in the 80s he stopped doing it. Maybe. There was a couple times. And there was a subtle difference between the different orders. Like a diocesan priest or from a different order would... Some of them were meaner. Like the Franc... Most of the Franciscans were pretty nice. I mean, St. Francis. It's supposed to be about peace. So... What the hell was I talking about again? Well, we get people come in all the time, different people, and um, that little Romeo thing, that just gets me. And I understand. I do get it. Just, you got to be careful, man. Maybe you need to have, like, you need to have, like, a long-term tattoo picture of your wife on the back of your hand or your, your girlfriend. And if you're ready to take that off and lose that picture forever that'll tell you you're okay to do that. And do it when you're sober so you'll look like this is the only picture I have of her it's going to be on my hand until the time I can't handle it. That may be the first thing and then you peel that off and you say man I don't think I'm going to ever get that again. I mean you could lie and try to do that but hey uh, and if you're one of those people that can just screw around and not tell anybody for years and i I don't salute you. I mean, it's got to be a horrible life. And you shouldn't be one. You're probably not listening to this podcast because you would. You'd be learning how to screw people over. Some other thing. You'd be listening to some hacking pod, uh, podcast or how to build a pyramid scheme. That's a good one. So we now I went on at how I'm how nice I am. Well, I'm not always. Uh, sometimes I get. Some eccentric people come in and, you know, eccentricity is a code word for crazy. And we have a regular comes in crazy pr- person. And there's some people that are interesting and eccentric and stuff like that. This person's crazy. And they come in and they chase everyone away. And it's hurt in my pocket. And I'm thinking I have to be mean to these persons. I have to get them out because they're killing me. Killing my my business, but they're really not doing anything in particular other than being eccentric. But when you put them all together, it's kind of crazy. So this woman comes in, she starts talking, and she goes, oh, "We kind of we catch up a little, and then people start leaving and stuff like that." They kind of get. Notice they say, oh, this person's going to be crazy. And some of the people know she could very well come over and start talking to me. Well, she eventually goes, out of the blue, she goes, like, for some reason, maybe years ago, I used to hang out like 14 years ago. I don't remember ever seeing her there. A really nice community pool, Key Largo pool. It's uh, at the Jacobs Aquatic Center. They got a, you know, a... Oh, uh, a pool for full lap swimming, a diving pool, and a regular side pool too, and a kiddie pool. And you can go over there and hang out, hang by the pool. And you can just pay. I used to go there, but I don't. I don't think she was there, but she came. She felt it was important. She said she swims at the pool, and she goes, "Jim, you'd be surprised at the changes they made." And out of the blue, I'm like, "What do you mean?" they changes where it changes at the pool and i go you mean like where i used to hang out a couple of years ago she goes yeah i said you mean like three years ago yeah yeah the last time the last time you were at the pool and i said when was the last time oh just recently i said well i haven't i'm thinking in my head i haven't been in the pool for christ So my daughter was in synchro it was like eight years ago and i'm thinking she's talking about someone else so she goes, yeah, they made some big changes. And I said, do they still use water? And She goes, what? I said, do they still use water in the pool? She goes, yes. And I go, oh, well, that's all I need to know. And it went on. And so we the conversations that started from there, she kept on going. She was asking me, how am I doing? How's the kids? And I said, okay you know, you have a bunch of kids, right? And I go, okay, I'll see you. whatever. And it's just, well, I tell him someone how my friend Jim has so many kids, and I'm like, okay. I mean, I have one stepdaughter. I don't have any other. I'm not denying them. I'm not one of those people that do that. It'd be nice if I had, I mean, it would probably be, I would probably have to travel a lot more, but I, I don't have any kids. But she seemed to think I let her do that. So now everyone's gone from the bar. So I'm only have her and I'm going to get this. It's still like two and a half hours before close. And I'm thinking, I am fucked if something doesn't change. So finally, the new girl comes in. The new girl comes up to the bar. She starts talking. They start asking what she's doing. And she just wear me down. The the lady just kept on wearing me down with the questions. And finally, she goes, what's that girl? Um, What's her name? And I told her her name. And she goes, and uh, I didn't tell her real name because I didn't want her to bother her too much but she called her and the girl later her and she goes what do you do blah 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 where do you go to school what do you think and then she goes where are you taking and then I go astronaut I go what are you what are you trying to be and she goes and she says it and she's doing it slow talking you got I think there was the music was playing loud and she couldn't hear hear well so every time the girl opened her mouth they go astronaut finally the owner came walking and she heard me too and then she started doing it, and every time she asked she asked her three more times what do you what are you going to school for what are you trying to be and finally we both started yelling astronaut she goes oh astronaut and i go yep crazy isn't it and she goes yep crazy and i thought wow that was really mean to me I don't even know why I did it, because I was there. And I spent another hour talking to her, and then I tried cleaning up that mess. But I thought, you know, her thinking that girl's going to be an astronaut isn't really mean. Probably had that had her nice little con- conversation to her friends. And I thought, you know, if we were at another restaurant in town with the uh, robot servers, that wouldn't have Because that lady wouldn't been able to ask the server a question. I mean, she could ask a question, but to ask if they're going to college, the robot server or something like that. And once it talked to him, I wonder if that person they would it's maybe she would be banned from that restaurant when the when she started talking to him for a while and the server started just blowing up. You always know, see that kind of meme, right? But you give them kind of a little action. The robot can't figure it out. starts his logic wheel starts going in a circle and circle and circle and finally starts going, does not compute, does not compute, and then it blows itself up. Yep. I think that's what would happen if I work with robot servers. They would just go crazy. They just could, you know, sit up and sit bartenders. Sit you know, whatever, would say something and just go out. Kind of like, pretty much like a regular server would. Get all pissed off. Oh, but maybe, I don't know, right away, They, uh, the robot thing is definitely becoming a theme. Not just for restaurants. Because it was not this week, but the week before, if I'm not correct, it could have been this week. Huh. No, maybe the week before. They had, on Weekend Update, they had a robot comedian. And I go, wow, I wonder why a robot comedian. I mean, we've heard robots before and stuff like that and they made jokes about it. Sam, uh, Sam Waterson did a commercial on Saturday Night Live for uh, Old Republic Insurance. I think it was, it was a made-up company. And it it was robot insurance they were selling it to uh, senior citizens kind of like the way they were trying, trying to sell reverse mortgages so the robot comedian I'm thinking about well I have my ideas so I'm going to keep them to myself because I have a, I'm not saying anybody's stealing my act right now because I really haven't seen anything on televisions so, and why would they You'd have to be insane. It would be like a Tim and Eric sketch. I'm not saying necessarily as funny. But some of them aren't funny. They're just weird. I guess I'm weird too. But not as weird as Tim and Eric. If you're if you're not familiar with Tim and Eric, just Google it on Google it. Just go to YouTube and put in Tim and Eric and get some of them. The religious ones, the what they say about religion is really funny. Uh, so um, I'd like to thank for all, all the listeners that have downloaded episodes and boosted our rankings. Thank you. I know there's other ones. I know you can't do that all the time. But there's always new listeners out there. And people say, well, what can I do to help? Well, what you could do to help is download as many episodes as you can. It's appreciated. And the more people do it from different locations, it boosts the ranking of the show. So every so often when you're listening, let's say you're listening to uh, Straight Talk from Porn Stars. And then, oh, you like Straight Talk from Porn Stars. Maybe you'd like Open Butt Plugs or Keys Bartender. Right? That's what we want. That's what I would like. To get the suggestion, um, you know, if you're at one point we were mentioned between Joe Rogan and Tony Roberts. I'm not, I'm not really, I'm, I don't give a shit about. Even though he's number one in his thing, I don't want to be mentioned as an option of uh, what's his, Joe Rogan, and not, not. I just have a problem with these, these. Uh, crazy conspiracy theory I like to generate uh, conspiracy theory and people that listen to them know that they're only done for humor right so it's only meant for humor and not to hurt and not to coddle QAnon so I'm just here and the more episodes and listeners uh um, Download the more that we get. uh, Suggested for genre like whenever I come for my speaker app, if I was looking for like uh, increasing cognition or something like this, I'll get cognition, uh, cognitive distortion, or dark psychology. I've been doing a little reading in dark psychology, and that's kind of interesting. It was like the psychopath-sociopath thing. The difference between the psychopath and sociopath. sociopath is like psychopath light; They just don't know how to behave correctly. Sociopath, they don't really care. A psychopath uh, won't behave correctly. They do care, but they only care about themselves, and they care how they present themselves. So we a psychopath can be social and pretend to be uh, inside the norm of behavior a sociopath many times doesn't doesn't even have a consideration for outside thing but they're not out, they're not they're not homicidal either not that psychopaths are always homicidal too you got some of them become CEOs and things like that or governors of states you know or presidents of the United States or former presidents of the United States. Well, I'd like to thank you for listening. I'm not going to go out on today. Here we go. Uh, I'm playing you the theme music made by Hans Zimmer. This is it. I'll talk to you later. Bye.